Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Sociable, a podcast that puts you in the conversation. Through this podcast, we aim to discuss social issues, norms, and observations, all in a sociable manner. I'm your host, David. And I'm your host, Edgar. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that I'm sure a lot of our listeners have suffered with in the past, procrastination. The habit of delaying an important task by focusing on less urgent, more immediately enjoyable, or easier activities instead. Note that this is different from laziness, which is just the general unwillingness to act. So, because this topic is obviously a lot more like anecdotal uh, and a lot less scientific, less analytical, uh, this episode will probably be a bit more conversational, uh, just people like sharing their anecdotes. What's interesting is that procrastination is a phenomenon that's existed since a really long time ago. In fact, Aristotle developed a word to describe this type of behavior, akrasia, which is the state of acting against your better judgment. It is when you do something, even though you know you should do something else. And essentially, you could say this is procrastination or even a lack of self-control. Okay, so let's talk about where it's most often seen. I think from our limited viewpoints, we probably think it's most often seen in students, uh, where it's kind of an almost inevitable or ubiquitous experience that everyone can relate to. Yeah, like all around us, we see people talking about it. Okay, so like before an econ exam, the most common type of conversation you see like between our classmates is, have you studied? No. Have you studied either? No. When are you going to study? No. And essentially, that just highlights how bad procrastination can be. Like even before, even the night before an important exam, people just don't even study because they're procrastinating. I think it's important to note that like there is a psychological standpoint to procrastination. So that's not to say it's not your fault, but there are certain psychological components to it that are kind of inevitable. For example, the idea that humans tend to crave a short-term immediate benefit versus a long-term reward. Um, it's also important to note that oftentimes people have been conditioned by things like social media or things like the rise of technology to believe that when they do something, they ought to get instant gratification. For example, when you're using social media, if you scroll further, you will get new content. You will see new content to enjoy. Whereas when you're procrastinating, you don't see that kind of immediate gratification. So you're more inclined to procrastinate. Uh, oh, sorry, I made a mistake. So you're more inclined to procrastinate than in the past. Yeah, especially with things like social media, there's no real effort that needs to be input for an outcome to appear. So it's often um, it's often seen that people get used to that type of behavior and don't want to put in the effort for work to be achieved. Now, why do you think you yourself do it as a person? I think when I procrastinate, um, I think I procrastinate simply because there are other tasks that I rationalize to myself that I ought to do, um, and when it comes time to do something that's more pressing, I start to do those tasks. Like, for example, like you said, like the human mind is really good at making up all kinds of excuses for why it does what it wants to do. So I think when the time comes to do something pressing, I just kind of rationalized to myself that there are other things that I need to do, or 
that it's not the right time, that I need to be in the right mindset. But really, I can recognize that these are all just excuses for me to put off what I need to uh, actually achieve. That's true. To put a label on what you just described, that's what people call productive procrastination, which is instead doing another activity to substitute for doing the thing that you're procrastinating for. But in reality, that's yeah, that's literally just procrastinating. There's there's no point. That's what I just said. Yeah, bro, I was just putting a label on it. Anyway, um, the reason I procrastinate is simply just not wanting to do the assignment out of boredom. Or because that there is something more stimulating, something more enjoyable to do at the present moment. The reason I procrastinate is simply because you know there are other enjoyable, more enjoyable things to do at the moment. Like I don't know, open up YouTube and just binge a bunch of videos, or just play a video game, start a match, something like that. Um, I guess once I procrastinate enough, sometimes it gets to the point where I have like. An hour left to do the assignment, and I reach a point of nirvana almost, where I'm on crack, sure, and then I can sure. just do every assignment in like 15 minutes and just grind it out. I'm pretty sure saying nirvana is some kind of like sacrilege, but what I meant to say is that procrastination sometimes heightens your abilities to the point where you can do an assignment very quickly, albeit in a rushed format. I think you're just describing time pressure, mate. Bro, uh, for legal reasons, that was obviously a joke. Uh, don't do crack. Don't procrastinate. I would say one of the most common forms of procrastination is probably the like the New Year's resolution phenomenon. The idea that everyone sets really high expectations for themselves for their New Year's resolution. Like, I'm gonna go running every day, and then I think you can actually look at like gym membership. Like it spikes on January the first and January the second, and then it slowly declines throughout the year. So I think that's a really interesting phenomenon. How it's like it's definitely not a person. It's like definitely a very common thing, and it might also have to do with the expectations you set for yourself as well. Um, so this obviously only applies to cases where it's about your own expectations of yourself. But if you set them up to be too high. Then oftentimes you set an unattainable standard for yourself that otherwise would not exist if you just kind of set your sights lower and something that's more measurable, something that's more achievable. Yeah, to be honest, it might help a lot if you set measurable goals for yourself along the way. I guess this,、uh, depending on where I put this in the episode, it might or might not relate back to the part where I said、um, dividing up the task into more bite-sized pieces. I guess in a way, this is another rendition of that, and I think that really helps. Okay. Uh. Yeah, like, I think something else to note is like, yeah, like you said before,、uh, they don't, they simply don't want to do it, and because they don't want to do it, they come up with all these excuses. Like, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to the idea of like, you tell yourself you're going to start working at a certain time, but then once that time hits and it goes past. You push that time back a little bit further. So, like, I'm gonna start studying at five, and then now it's five fifteen. So I might as well wait until five thirty,、mm-hmm. and so on. I think a lot of people also procrastinate because they've kind of resigned themselves、uh, to do badly, or it's a sense of resignation. Like they sort of lose all willpower to actually perform well or to achieve it. So then they,、uh, it's so then they just like.、Uh, Tend to do tasks that are more gratifying to them, to sort of escape from that feeling of resignation. But don't you think, apart from gratification, there's 
the consequences of not doing the task? Don't you think that would be motivating enough to do the task itself? Well, not really if you're resigned to it, right? Like, if you're resigned to it, then you've kind of accepted the consequences are going to happen no matter what. In which case, in which case you might as well just make light of the situation and do what feels most pleasurable to you right now. I guess another reason, kind of similar, but is a coping mechanism from stress. It's kind of an escapism where you like almost deny the task is there and just don't do it at all. Yeah, like you're in denial, yeah. Yeah, and a more scientific reason, um, touching on behavioral psychology, is to do with the concept of time inconsistency. And this deals with the idea of the present self and the future self. So to briefly explain what they are, like for example, when you um, set a goal for yourself, like losing weight, that's making a plan for your future self. Doing the exercise to achieve that, that would be doing an action with your uh, with your present self. But the thing is, a lot of people have found that when you think about your future self, it's very easy for your brain to think about the values of long-term benefits, whereas your present self craves for instant gratification, as you said. Yeah, so I think, I think what you're describing is the problem where the person enacting the action and the person receiving the rewards or the consequences of the action are two entirely separate people. Mm. Like you could think of it as nothing you do now will have immediate consequences now, but because those because you're so far removed from the outcomes of your actions, you don't feel any pressure or you don't feel any pressure to actually change uh, the path you're on. So like essentially the present self and the future self they're often at odds with each other or they're diametrically opposed for example like your future self wants to be trim and fit but your present self just kind of wants a donut right like everyone it's not a matter of ignorance you know that your actions have consequences you just can't be bothered to care because those consequences are up to your future self to deal with right so in that study the future self can only set goals and whereas the present self can only enact them but then the problem emerges when the present self can cannot gauge what long-term benefits those actions or consequences those actions may have i guess an example is kind of like saving for retirement or something you know that there is a long-term benefit that after you retire you'll have more money to live off of but your present self can't really it's not that the present self can't comprehend that but doesn't really take that into account when making decisions so all of this is just kind of a fancy way to say like you don't care what happens to you in the future mm-hmm. you care more about like what you can enjoy right That's now true. but like okay but i think there are probably other factors that exacerbate procrastination right like certain circumstances that like cause it to get worse specifically so what do you think those are i think for one is when you procrastinate you tend to you tend to rebut all rational thoughts or rational reasoning that you might normally have when you ask someone who's procrastinating why they're doing it they might say something like i'm more productive when i work under pressure so i'm postponing all my work until i get super stressed and then it'll be a breeze to finish this off but in reality that's not true so it's kind of like what you said before about how if you procrastinate long enough you attain a sense of nirvana and you can finish everything instantly Alright, let's move on to the possible consequences of procrastination. Okay, so I think beyond the obvious ones of just 
like not getting your work done or doing achieving worse on a test than you would have otherwise liked to achieve i think procrastination is kind of a self-worsening cycle right because if you procrastinate a lot for something but you still manage to do okay then in your mind you're going to kind of rationalize to yourself that you actually didn't need as much time as you spent and that you can procrastinate more in the future like uh, you kind of overestimate your own abilities as you procrastinate so there are actually like long-term consequences to this that's true but in another sense if you procrastinate something enough and you rush it at the end and a bad result comes out of it then you're less motivated to do the same thing in the future because last time something good didn't happen therefore why should i do it again only the same outcome will occur i mean that intuitively makes sense but again procrastination in itself is just not an intuitive action it's just not a rational thing that you would do so i think sure that might happen but i think for a lot of people they might disregard that the next time they have to make a tough decision between like the long-term outcome or the short-term gratification mm. i guess in an episode about procrastination we're kind of obligated to share what <laughs> what we've done <laughs> you wanna you wanna take the mic okay so interesting story <laughs> Uh, before we started recording this episode, we ourselves were procrastinating for how long? Like, hour and a half? Bro, it was like three hours. Yeah, for like three hours, just gaming. So that makes us not very credible people to talk about, like, the psychological uh, causes of procrastination. But we eventually did get it done. And I think what forced us to get it done was... What was it? Like, time pressure, essentially? Yeah. Like, there is a certain amount of time that we have in the day before, like one of us needs to leave or one of us has other commitments um and it's very difficult to schedule other times so i think those circumstances of it being like kind of a rare opportunity can force you to uh immediately start procrastinating but obviously like for a lot of people that's not a great motivation i mean if you get to that point where you physically need to start studying or else you are going to fail your test that's i'd say that's not really good motivation that's probably like too close to the edge for some people i guess in that sense it's more about avoiding consequence rather than gratifying yourself i guess another like one instance where i was procrastinating like hell was for mun essentially for mun you need to if you're chairing in a conference you need to write like a multi-page detailed document about the topic which um delves into like its history, um, what countries have done, country stances, but the point is it's supposed to be like a few thousand word long paper. But the thing is, it was due on the midnight of a given day, and I didn't start it until 8pm of that day, which honestly isn't bad, like 8pm for starting something isn't bad for the either of us. In fact, that's pretty impressive if you knew us in person. But the point is, procrastination can get really bad, because that thing was set a couple months before that date. And I hadn't started at all, apart from deciding the topic. And also, something else that's funny about the co-host is that he didn't start writing a, a speech for an MUN conference until the opening ceremony, which is to say 30 minutes what? to an hour before wait, the conference. Wait, 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 so, wait, wait, wait. I, I, saying, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't tell you it was okay to share that story. I'm just saying I'm not the only one. I'm sure you guys find this relatable, so yeah. Yeah, so in a similar vein, um, 
I'm sure people in my biology class can probably remember the self-study unit, uh, which is basically like you're given a few generic bullet points and you have to do research according to those bullet points on your own. So we were given two months for this, two months for like maybe four large bullet points worth of notes, which is not that bad. In fact, I would, it's probably really generous. But the fact of the matter is like the deadline seemed so far away that nobody could be arsed to like even start it. So I, like the entire class ended up procrastinating. And it was also sort of a shared experience because when one person asked another person like if they'd started, the answer would always be no. Or the answer would always be like they wrote the titles and then decided to call it a day. So I think because the deadline seemed so far away, nobody started until like a few days before. Like I had a friend who did the entire thing in one day, which is impressive if you think about it. That was me. That wasn't, no, no, no. That no, that was, was me. No, okay, no, I'm, 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 I'm I will, I will say this. Else. I will say this after. Else. But yeah, like that's impressive if you think about it and also really sad. On that note, did you know I started and finished that whole assignment in one day? Now, we will disregard the fact that I actually didn't know it was due, and I thought it was due the week after that day. But I finished that like few thousand word assignment just in one day. And honestly, it was really gratifying. And it was very satisfying to see that no one else had did it apart from me. And the fact that I was the only person who handed it in. So who knows, it can actually be gratifying once you don't procrastinate. Okay, so enough about like, why people do it and its outcomes. How can we, like, for students out there, how can we actually remedy procrastination? Um, people repeat like an idea of three simple steps or four simple steps or whatever a lot. But honestly, I think procrastination is something that can be at least bettered with a couple of, uh, with a bit of planning beforehand. For example, I guess something that's very basic but does help a lot is dividing up the tasks into manageable bits that you can complete in a few days or a week if it's a longer assignment. I think that makes the task a lot more manageable by converting into bite-sized pieces. Now, a lot of people say like, oh, this doesn't work or whatever, but honestly, I think the biggest problem with that is actually implementing it in because it seems so stupid and pointless. But once you actually start getting into the habit of doing things like that, it's very helpful. Yeah, I think, yeah, I generally agree with that, but I think it also runs the risk of uh, potentially making you like underestimate the task at hand. Because if you divide it from one big task into three smaller tasks, your brain can kind of rationalize that to each task taking very little time to do, which could potentially worsen the problem. But generally, I do see how that might work. Uh, another possible method that I uh, read up about was like the idea of taking that instant gratification and using it to reward yourself when you do something productive. So for example, like um, like eating some kind of candy, like when you get a small task done. Right. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Just, yeah, I go with you. Yeah, you go with I go with you. But yeah, like I think it's easy to see how that kind of reconciles the idea of instant gratification as well as long-term rewards mm. by kind of moving those, uh, those, that gratification into the present. At the same time, it also begs the question of what happens when you can't gratify yourself instantly? Like, what happens when you might, what happens when, like, you don't have that at hand? Are you still going to be as productive as you usually are? So I think that also might not be a totally sustainable 
uh, method of remedying procrastination. That's true. It's not really applicable to yeah. a lot of situations. But on the flip side of the same coin, I guess you could change that into making future consequences into present consequences. So, for example, if your goal is to lose weight and then you want to like go work out like next week or something, if you change the go working out to go work out with a friend, then the consequence um, becomes from you don't work out to you look like an asshole because you didn't show up to a workout with your friend. Are we allowed to say that? It's fine, it's fine. Alright, it's, it's fine. Go, go on. It's <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Another thing that people sometimes don't consider is that procrastination itself can be more painful than doing the action or the energy that it takes to do the action. Because like when you when you're procrastinating you feel guilt, shameful, anxious, and that's usually worse than the energy you have to put in while you're working. So the problem becomes not doing the work, it's starting the work. Which is, I guess, what we've been talking about this entire episode. So one method that I've read up about is like the paperclip method, um, which is essentially like someone has a jar filled with like 100 or 120 paperclips uh, and another jar, which is empty. And essentially when you start your job and when you do productive tasks, you move one paperclip from the full jar into the empty jar and you repeat that every time you complete a productive task. So essentially the way this helps to combat procrastination is by showing you a visual cue of how productive you've been. And that visual cue in itself is instantly gratifying. So it's not the same as needing to wait until the next day to see the fruits of your labor. It's that you can physically see like a large pile or a small pile depending on how productive you've been that day. So it goes back into the concept of like instant gratification versus long-term fulfillment. In a similar method, another concept is temptation bundling, which is basically a fancy label put on combining an activity that you like and is gratifying in the short run with something that's good for you in the long run. Now, this can be something like listening to music you like while exercising, something as simple as that. So I guess if there's any takeaway from this uh, overly anecdotal episode, the point is that procrastination is something we all experience and that's something we all need to tackle. But to be honest, it's just something that we need to accept that we need to overcome. It's not something that'll come in a day or like a week or maybe even a month. But by translating those long-term benefits into more short-term gratifications, I think it's something we can all remedy. Uh, if you've gone through this episode uh, of anecdotes and our own experiences, then thank you. Um, we hope to send out the first uh, wrap-up and also response forms after this episode. So we invite you to share your thoughts and share your um, like anything that you agreed with or disagreed with in this episode or perhaps your own stories of when you procrastinated. And if you flag it as such, then uh, we might also feature you in... Like, we all might also feature your response at the start of the next episode. Which you can do at our Instagram at sociable.official is it an underscore? sociable underscore official is it underscore or dot? I think it's an underscore okay which you can do there thank you and I hope you enjoyed see you next time bye